Hello, beautiful. I'm your host and mindset coach, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an empowered woman's vulnerable story because it's so important to have these conversations so that we can learn and grow from one another. So if you're new to the channel, go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. So we have an amazing episode for you today about a topic I am absolutely obsessed about. But before we jump in, I want to take a little moment and acknowledge you. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. Thank you for the DMs that you send me and the guests that I have on And thank you for the reviews that you have left. You guys, all of this love pouring in. It really is true. What you put out is what you get back because honest to God feel like I put my whole heart and soul into and behind this project and I feel it from all of you guys coming back. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And so this week's feature of the review, it comes from Any Suarez, who says, amazing, beautiful podcast. Thank you so much for sharing this with the world. Any, thank you so much for your review. You guys, podcast reviews make a huge difference in the level of engagement and how the podcast spreads with the world and how many people are able to see it. So if you have a moment right now, and if you are grateful for this podcast, I'm going to ask a little tiny favor from you in return and to go scroll down to the bottom of Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. And next week, you have your chance to be featured as our weekly podcast review feature. So it's a really fun trade-off. And honestly, like I said, it really, really makes my day. So now that you know that I think you are absolutely awesome, let's jump into this week's episode. You guys, I am so freaking excited to introduce our guest and to dive into this topic because it is something that has completely changed my life. Have you heard of breathwork before? Any of you guys? Breathwork is a powerful, like probably one of the most powerful tools that really, really, really helps move stuck energy in the body. Honestly, it is incredible. There's so many different forms and techniques. And especially with my coaching clients, I always let them know the number one tool that you have from the day that you're born until the day that you die is your breath. And if you remember that in any moments that brings you anxiety or overwhelm or fear or crazy excitement, you just bring yourself back to your breath, you will be grounded. And so Today, we have got the incredible Ava Johanna, and she is such beautiful energy. So Ava is a celebrity meditation and breathwork instructor, founder of the Academy of Breath online certification program, and business coach based out of San Diego, California. Whether on her podcast or with private clients, Ava works with individuals to activate their soul's purpose, create powerful daily routines, and elevate every area of their life simply by adjusting their mindset through movement and fully embodying the energy of empowerment and confidence. She's been featured on major wellness publications such as Mind Body Green, Wanderlust 30 Under 30, Life and Style Magazine, and Yoga Journal. And today 
She's jumping in here to have a conversation for you guys, and I am totally here for it. So I would love to know whether or not you've tried breathwork before. So if you're listening right now, I want you to screenshot this episode, put it in your Instagram stories, and tag the at Hello Beautiful podcast and Ava Johanna and let us know Yes, I'm obsessed with breathwork or no, I haven't tried it yet, but I will. We want to hear from you. Anyways, whether you're a breathwork newbie or a seasoned pro, you're going to love today's episode. So let's get to it. So Ava, I'm so excited you are here. Thank you so much for coming on the Hello Beautiful podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I've been looking forward to this conversation all day. So it's here and we get to chat for a while. So thank you so much for having me. And honestly, I have to admit that I feel the same way because like we were just sharing right before and like my audience knows, it's been a bit of a challenging time for me this week. So breath work is such a powerful tool for moving emotions. And I can't wait to dive into everything you know, because you're such a wealth of knowledge in that space. But before we jump into that, I want to hear your story of what got you down the yogic breathwork path, spiritual path. Yes. Yeah. So great place to start. Um, And, you know, I think that I found it like a lot of people did, you know, I was at that breaking point in my life where I was like, what is going on in my life? I do not like enjoy what I see externally in my life. And I have no idea how to start to change my environment because I'm miserable at work. I'm in a miserable relationship. My body feels bad. Um, my heart feels bad. My relationships, like friendships and and my romantic relationships don't reflect what I actually desire and what I pictured in my life. And something's just got to give. And um, one of my girlfriends had just invited me to a yoga class and it was when ClassPass had like just started and had like amazing deals still. I think they still have great deals. I mean, I love ClassPass, but it was like the beginning when they're like giving away free classes. And we went to a yoga class class in Ocean Beach, San Diego, which is a very like kind of like hippie town. You lived in LA. So you know, Venice, it's like Venice was 20 years ago. And um, I fell in love. I fell in love. Like I had this experience of coming home to my body. I, for the first time had ever been in like a meditative state. And it just felt so good that I knew I wanted to dig deeper. And it was like that first piece of like eating dark chocolate where you're like, I just want more. <laughs> I just want more. And I, I got hooked from that point forward. I literally um, decided to invest in my yoga teacher training probably four or five months after I started practicing yoga. And I just mm-hmm. feel like for me, I've always been like very curious in my own growth and expansion. And I'm not someone to shy away from change or from mm-hmm. like getting uncomfortable. And so I feel like it was just just this like ball that kept rolling of peeling back the layers until I got to the point where I was like, I need to teach other people how to do this because this is transformational. My life looks completely different now versus when it did when I was like, something's got to give. And I know that I'm not the only one that has those experiences. So how old were you when you had sort of this awakening or this realization? Was this like your early 20s or? Yeah, I think it was 23, 22, 23. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm 28. Okay. So it happened fast for you. It's like the minute you got on the mat, it's like that first class was the catalyst that just like sparked this whole journey. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I remember in my, probably my second or third class with my favorite yoga teacher, her name's Nikki Bose for anyone that lives in San Diego or ever travels to San Diego. She is my breathwork teacher as well too. She's taught me everything. She's fantastic. I remember being covered in sweat in Shavasana, just like, I need to teach people how to feel this good. Like I, and that was like my third class. And that's when I went like straight up to the the front and I was like, how can I do a teacher training? Like I want to learn how to do this. And yeah, it just, it happened really fast. And I think that, like I said, for me, I've always just been like really willing to get uncomfortable, really willing mm-hmm. to grow and to do new things. Like I've never been someone that lets fear get in the way. And I think that's why my growth has happened so quickly because I lean in and I never, I never kind of like take a, take a step back or retreat back. It's so powerful to go all in, like you were just saying, like the more that you lean in, the more that you follow those breadcrumbs, it's like the universe will just keep dishing you out, like exactly what you need to do or where you need to go. Hey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And you know, it's so interesting. I was having a conversation with one of the women in my mastermind before we hopped on here. And I was like, yeah, you know, like this expansion process, sometimes it feels like you are contracting right before the big expansion, but that's when you want to lean in more. That's when, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it feels like nothing is happening around you, everything is in motion to you. Um, And I think that for so long at the beginning of my journey, I didn't realize that. So now when I start to feel that come up, I'm like, ah, this is just the bow and arrow pulling back and I'm about to shoot forward. Totally. And that's such a good reminder. I'm so happy that you brought that up because often when you're on this path, you could feel like you're not making progress or you feel like you're almost regressing in a way. Like it feels like you're almost like losing yourself in a way, but then all of a sudden it's like, that's when you have the breakthrough. It's like the breakdown to the breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's when a lot of people give up too. And um, that's like actually right before the magic happens. So if you're at a point where you're like ready to give up, listen to the sign from the universe, stay in it and keep going forward. Yes, this is the sign you've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I'm really interested in, like with yoga, so you found yoga first and then through yoga, you got into breath work or like, what did that look like for you? So you did you do, do your yoga teacher training in San Diego or did you like quit your job, leave you did in San Diego? Yeah. So I had, um, I was still working my job when I did my yoga teacher training, but I had an end date, which was, um, the yoga teacher training and my job was going to be ending at the same time. And my uh, now husband and I were moving to South America and I had these like big grandiose dreams of, um, teaching yoga all over South America didn't happen. But during my (laughs) yoga teacher training, we on Friday nights, it was so special. This training like literally was just, it ripped me open in the best way. But on Friday nights, we would always have a guest teacher come in and teach us some aspect of yoga um, or spirituality um, and all of these different beautiful practices. And there were several people that came that taught different styles of breath work. And um, it could be the two-part breath. We did... um, pranayama, which is what I teach and what I fell in love with. And for me, it just kind of felt like that next spiritual high that Mm -hmm. I was searching for once I kind of hit what I would say like that yoga ceiling where I was like, okay, I'm in the groove. I got this. I'm, I'm exploring and kind of feeling a little bit of stagnant energy now with this practice. What's next? Mm -hmm. Um, and at that point, that's when breath work came along and meditation came along and I was like, ah, yes. Okay. This is what I'm looking for. It's funny because recently I found myself feeling like I wanted to get back on the mat for my meditation practice, like overcoming Mm, the body to go deeper into meditation. Can you speak in terms of like the mind-body connection? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the thing is, when we look at the eight limbs of yoga, asana, which is our physical practice, comes before meditation. It comes after the pranayama, which is our breath. And um, so they all work together to lead us to the point of being able to sit in meditation. So the physical Mm -hmm. body prepares itself through asana to be able to sit for long periods of time. The breath prepares the mind, prepares our energy centers by clearing out so that when we are in our meditation, we can connect to our consciousness in that deeper level of awareness that much faster. And so all of these practices really work together and you can find different ways to combine them in order to enhance your experience. But that's really why I love combining breathwork and meditation together the most is because you don't necessarily have to do a whole hour long yoga class. You can breathe for five, seven, 10 minutes and then sit in meditation. And it's this completely different experience where you've already moved out the anxiety. You've already moved out the resistance. You've already moved out any of the stress kind of associated with whatever was coming with you as you were sitting down. And so that Mm -hmm. when you actually make it to the meditation, you can drop in instantly. And it's so beautiful to see people that have been meditating for a long time or have just started their meditation process and maybe have a lot of resistance around sitting down start to bring in these pranayama practices, these breathwork practices, because they're just like, wow. I did not know that I could access this state so much faster. And it's because on like a physiological level, we're moving our body out of that fight or flight state into Mm -hmm. a parasympathetic response, which is the relaxation response or that stay in play or that rest and digest. And so we really are using breathwork as this vehicle in moving from that really stressful and anxious state, and there's tons of research around this, into more of that relaxed state where we aren't so tense, where we aren't thinking and spinning our wheels about all of the things that we have to do or the conversations that we have to have or the email that we have to get back to. We've actually created this stillness and this softness in the body and this space between thoughts that allows the body to fall into a more relaxed state and the mind Mm -hmm. to fall into a more relaxed state. I love it. When you use all three and then you frame them this way, it just, you see how everything complements for the overall experience. It's just the, mm-hmm. like they all three can complement to accessing the higher states of consciousness. For somebody who's just new to breath work and is just like, hey, what do you mean by breath work? Like, I breathe all the time. What is this? Like, let's speak to those people right now who are just like, what are you talking about? Can you explain the 101, what we mean by breath work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yes, we all breathe all the time. It is the one involuntary (laughs) and voluntary tool in our body. So we can breathe without thinking about it, but we can also breathe about and think about it and actually manipulate our breath to bring our body into, again, that parasympathetic response. And so most of us, especially in 2020, are walking around super stressed out. We either have a really stressful and emotionally draining experience that causes our body to instinctively move into a state of fight or flight to protect us because we have a perceived threat. Or we have lots of micro stressors. We open our phone, see something that someone posted. We get an email that we don't like. We find out that our mother-in-law is coming to stay with us for the weekend and we're like, oh, 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 and we continue (laughs) tightening up and tightening up. And that tightening up process is actually also shortening the breath. And so if you've never practiced breath work before, even just taking a moment right now to tune in and feel where you're breathing in the body, most of us will notice that we're only breathing in the chest. And the thing is, is we have five lobes of our lungs. There's two on the left, three on the right. And when we're only breathing 
in the chest, we're only using a third capacity of our lungs. And so what I teach and what I want everyone to start doing is intentionally taking those full body breaths where they're breathing first into the belly, rib cage, and chest. And just that within itself will start to create a shift in how you feel and how your brain chemistry is responding to the perceived threats or the stress. And that practice is returning to natural breathing. We've forgotten how to breathe. And so that's a really, really easy practice that you can bring into your day. I also teach nine other different types of pranayama practices that all stem from East Asian cultures in India that were brought over to the Western world, to Europe, and then to the United States back in the 1900s and um, are used for a variety of things, which are so, it's so cool because intuitively you can ask, what do I need today? And maybe yeah. you need to feel a little bit more calm. And there's a couple different breathwork practices that you can do for that. Maybe you want to feel more creative and intuitive. There's some practices you can do for that. Maybe it's after lunch and you're tired and you don't want to get back on your computer or you don't want to do that Zoom call. And there's a breathwork practice for that. And so that's why I love pranayama is because it's very gentle and it's very easy and accessible for a lot of people to do. Whereas other styles like the transformational breath or two-part breath are incredible as well, but are much more heavy duty and intense and usually require another person next to you to facilitate the experience and to hold space for you while you're releasing. Those breathwork practices are more intense because you're moving trauma up and out of the body. And it's not to say that you can't do those with the pranayama practices. I just think that for people that are starting out, it's easier to get on board with breathwork when you have practices that you can do on your own every single day to start your day, to end your day, and to tune into what you need most in your body in that moment. And if you think about it, it's such a powerful tool, like the tool of the breath. It's something we have from the day we're born till the day we die, but we don't really think about it. And what yeah. you said there, like we're relearning how to properly breathe. It's crazy to think that we're actually not breathing right throughout our life. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that was something that was so wild for me. And even yesterday, um, having a really disappointing piece of news come in and just feeling it all in my body, feeling that anxiety, like bundling up in my heart, that like mm -hmm. tightness and that like chain linking of the feelings and the sensations in my body. Yeah. I could feel my breath moving up to here. And, you know, I was, I was Kim K crying, just like couldn't even breathe out of my nose. And I'm like, all right, I got to go blow my nose so I can do my breathwork practices and get me back to feeling good, or at least back to feeling neutral right now because it's such a powerful tool. And even within that process yesterday, within 20 minutes, I could feel, like literally feel my body moving from that fight or flight state into that more rested state. Parasympathetic. Yeah, exactly. And from that place, I was like, okay, I'm calmer. I'm clearer. I can look at this situation with a little bit more neutrality and not so mm -hmm. much reactiveness. And now, mm -hmm. how do I want to show up? Now, how do I want to, um, how do I want to respond to this? It's so interesting because we actually do perceive the world totally different. It's almost like when you're in sympathetics and like that fight or flight, your shoulders up, you almost have blinders on and you can only see like one thing. Whereas parasympathetic, it opens up. You're more relaxed. Yeah. You can see options. You think differently. So like really taking yourself, even with the bad news that you were saying from that state to that state, it's a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So right now, especially like with COVID, closed borders, like all of the emotional anxiety that's out there, 
Is there anything you can suggest to do, or can you take us through just like a little practice that someone could incorporate into their daily life to help transmute some of that anxious energy? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I suggest anyone that's like just beginning starting out um, with a breathwork practice is equal ratio breathing. It's also known as box breath and it's used in the military. They use it in high stress situations to move out of that fight or flight state. And as you said, kind of open up their perspective so they can respond rather than react in a way that may not be of greatest good for the situation and, you know, their fellow soldiers. And so this practice is very, very simple, very, very easy. It's accessible to everyone. You can do it in the morning. You can do it at night if you're trying to fall asleep. Um, And the practice itself is inhaling for an equal count, holding at the top, exhaling for that equal count, holding at the bottom. And so as an example, you could inhale for five, hold at the top for five, exhale for five, hold at the bottom for five. And in fact, we'll just do a couple of rounds right now. So if you are listening to this driving, you can still do this with your eyes open. Otherwise, if you are sitting, um, I would say close your eyes down so you can just tune into your body. And we'll start with a cleansing breath in. So taking a deep inhale through your nose, again, filling your belly up first, then your rib cage, then your chest, that deep belly breath. Take an open mouth exhale to release. Good. And then sealing your lips. Inhale for a count of five, four, three, two, one. Hold at the top for five. Exhale for five. Four, three, two, one. Hold at the bottom. Inhale for five. Hold. Exhale for five. Good. Hold at the bottom. And we'll do one more round, inhaling for five. Holding at the top. Exhaling for five. Four, three, two, one. Holding at the bottom one last time. And taking a deep inhale again, belly, rib cage, chest expands. And open mouth, exhale to release. Good. I feel so much more here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so that's like a really cool Uh, thing about it too. And like for anyone like that's creative that is leading groups or has something like a presentation or something like that, I always will start by doing a few of those breaths by myself and then also in the group as well too. So if I'm leading a masterclass or a workshop, the first thing that I'm doing is rooting people down with the breath because there's a lot of energy moving, a lot of excitement, and it just centers all of us so that we can learn more, be open to more, receive more. And, um, you know, like you had said about the, the fight or flight versus the parasympathetic, our fight or flight is like instinctual and, and also a maladaptive trait from when we literally had to only focus on the negative because it meant that we would survive and continue living. But now Mm -hmm. we're in a world where we don't have threats like that. The perceived Mm -hmm. threats that we have are causing the same amount of stress as getting chased by a bear thousands of years ago. And so these tools are really meant to step out of that maladaptive state 
into a place of presence and groundedness. And from that place, we're more creative, we're more intuitive, we're more, um, we're more empathetic and compassionate to those around us. And so for me, I'm just like, this is a no brainer. Like, how are, how are we not all teaching this in schools? How is it that no one knows about this or is just starting to know about it? Because these tools have changed my life and, and, and my relationships and everything that I do on a daily basis revolves around these practices. And it's really something, it's not incorporated into our system. It's like, if you want to know about it, you have to almost like go find it or seek for it or, you know, come across it somehow when, you know, something's so life-changing, you're like, why don't they incorporate this into schools? Like you just said. So as a meditation teacher and breathwork teacher, can you share some examples of some of the breakthroughs that you've been able to witness amongst your groups? Because I imagine like when you do this style of breath work and you have this transformation, like what type of experiences and breakthroughs do you have with your students? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. No one's actually ever asked me that before. And I love sharing my student successes. <laughs> um, you know, I think the thing across the board that is super fun to see that um, I heard from students that went through the Academy of Breath, which is my online certification program. Um, This first round was, you know, I'd shared at the beginning, I'm like, after this, like after this program, at the end of the six weeks, you are not going to recognize yourself. And they're like, okay, Ava, yeah, sure. It's only six (laughs) weeks. And um, at the end of the six weeks, they were like, I am a different person. I look at life differently. I am so connected to my intuition. I was so stuck in this problem or this depression or this anxiety and these simple tools, I've been implementing them every single day. And now I don't feel that way. Now I know how to deal with grief. Now I know how to deal with anxiety. Now I know how to deal with stress or even, you know, as cool as hearing the people that are like focusing on building their business. They're like, in my very first meditation that I did by myself, um, I was downloaded the entire course outline of what I'm creating and what I want to bring into this world. And I saw myself very viscerally. I saw this beautiful image of who I am. And it just brought me so much joy and so much confidence and just so much trust that I'm on my path. And so it's like, we look at it, yes, from this perspective of what we've been talking about this whole conversation from stress management to um, moving into that relaxation response. But it's so much more than that. You know, like we were sharing, it's like that access to that deeper level of consciousness where we can connect to the version of us that is already doing all of the things that we want, yeah, already living in the experiences and the reality that we desire. Mm-hmm. And from that place, have a conversation with that version of ourselves. Hey, where would you have me go? How would you have me show up? How would you respond to this fear? And then actively choosing to show up and align as that person outside of the container of our meditation and breathwork practice. Because yes, it's beautiful. A 10, 15, 20 minute practice is beautiful, but the real magic comes when you open your eyes. Mm, I love that. And I love how you say about connecting with that version of us, because if you can think it, if you can see that version of you, that higher level self of you or whatever it is, it's like you can get there. It's like it's just a matter of finding the vehicle to connect. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like for me, at least, I've tried so many different things, so many different things. I have done the yoga classes. I've done the fitness classes. I've done kundalini. I've gone to dance classes. I've done, you know, Reiki and all of these different modalities. And yes, I know that they all work in their own unique ways, but I think the common thread between all of those practices is accessing that meditative state. And mm-hmm. so if we can use meditation, if we can use breath work to access that state, that higher level of consciousness, we have all of the answers 
inside of us. We've got the key to unlock that treasure box that we've been searching for. Um, and we don't have to look outside of ourselves either. That's what's so cool about it. It's like these practices are free. These things that have changed yeah. my life in every single area of my life. They've changed my bank account. They've changed my relationship, changed how I perceive myself. My skin has cleared because of it. Um, like I'm not kidding. These tools are powerful and they're free. And all it takes is moving past your resistance, moving past your excuses of I can't do this or I'm not made for meditation because that was what I thought. I was like, maybe I'm just not a person that needs meditation. <laughs> that was such a load of load of BS. And um, once you get past it, though, it's like, wow, it's a whole new world. And really, it's like, that's the root. It's like when you work on the core of yourself, like you just said, all of those other things just line up. The relationship, the finances, the career, you get the signs, you get in alignment, but it's a matter of literally doing the inner work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, if you want to get into alignment, and a lot of people use the word alignment. I use the word alignment. And, you know, and I think in some ways we're like, well, what does that mean? If you want to get into alignment, if you want to understand what it means, get quiet and tune in, like go inward to find out what that alignment means. Cause it's different for every single person. And you know, when you have found it, cause you can feel it. So what was the most challenging modality for you? Like out of all the things you tried, which was the one that you had the most resistance with? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, Kundalini for sure. I, I, I don't, not love kundalini. It's funny because I remember years and years and years ago during my yoga teacher training, we had a kundalini instructor come in and I was so excited because I read a Mind Body Green article that was like your best yoga class based off of your sign. And for Scorpios, it was kundalini. No wonder. Um, and so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. This is my jam. And it was like a two and a half hour class. I was hysterically crying in child's pose, like, get me the F out of here and went home to my now husband. And I was like, I was supposed to like this because the blood said that it was my style and I hated it. Um, and you know, I think what it was though, is that I was seeing my ego and I was seeing a lot of stuff be unearthed at that point. And now I love Kundalini. I think it's great. I don't do it often, but I'll do classes because I can get to that really like meditative, like high vibe state quickly. Um, but that was definitely the practice that like challenged me a lot. A lot. I love Kundalini. It was one of my favorite yogas. Like when I practiced, I had a pass to go to a yoga studio and I just went to whatever was available all the time. But Kundalini is where I felt like I found home. Like I went there in the mm -hmm. long time sun and just, yeah, it just, it felt so good. Yeah. I think that it's one of those practices that will bring things up to the surface though. And so if you're not ready or have no idea like what is going to come up, it can be very confrontational. And for me at the beginning of my yoga practice, when I even was in my yoga teacher training, I still had yeah. so much of my ego involved. And so I was seeing that face to face and I was like, uh-uh, no way. And so now when I go to classes, I'm like, I love this. This is great. I feel amazing. Yes, I'm seeing my ego come up, but it's a beautiful experience and a beautiful practice but you got to be ready to, to deal with it. And I think that goes for anything that we do totally. in, our, in our spiritual practices. Have you done a Vipassana meditation yet? No, I was going to do one in February of this year, but ended up going to Australia instead, which I'm very happy about because that was a beautiful experience and kind of a silent, um, kind of a little bit of a silent retreat for myself because I went by myself and got to meditate all day in beautiful places. I'd really like to. I 
will probably do something like that in uh, 2021. I kind of go back and forth with like my years where one year will be about getting new trainings and certifications that call out to me or retreat experiences. And then others are more like coaching focused where I'm working with somebody. And so 2020 has been like coaching focused. I've been in a mastermind. I worked with a coach one-on-one. And then once 2020 rolls around, it's going to be like, okay, how can I expand my practices and these tools that I have even further? I love that. It's like a nice balance of the doing and the being, like the growth yeah. and expansion, but the coming back to be able to use it and to teach and to let it integrate and then, you know, go that way. Yeah, exactly. It definitely does feel really balanced. I feel like sometimes I can get too much in my way of like, oh, I need to work with that next coach or I need to be working with someone to support me. And I think a lot of us get into that as well, too. So that's totally. why I wanted to share that. Um, and I think that when we can balance it out between, like you said, the doing and the being, it Mm -hmm. adds a lot more texture and richness to our experience versus maybe only just modeling whatever someone else tells us. Like we got to have our own experiences and step into our authentic expression to be able to, at least as leaders, show up from a place of integrity and authority. Totally. So you sound like a traveler too. You went to South America, you went to Australia. Where's your favorite place so far that you've been? So where's your favorite place and what are your bucket list destinations? Oh, bucket list destinations I'll start with first. Um, We were supposed to go to the south of France and Greece um, in March, March and April. And I was really looking forward to those places, but it's okay. That was like the biggest inconvenience um, for me during this whole period. So I can't complain at all. Um, And they'll still be there. And um, I would say that my favorite place that I've gone... Well, I love Bali, but Western Australia was a really special trip because for me, it definitely felt like one of those like expansive spiritual experiences that I had to do by myself. I did a road trip through West, all of Western Australia and um, it was over the course of like three weeks. So I had a lot of time by myself to reflect and to meditate and to, you know, connect to my higher self and really receive a lot of the guidance that was necessary for me to be able to let go and shed a lot of what I was holding on to that was not making me Mm -hmm. happy anymore and get clear on how I wanted to show up and what it would look like if I didn't compartmentalize any aspect of myself and my life anymore. And Mm -hmm. that really was at the beginning of this year, the necessary experience that just like set the ball in motion for so much success and just so much clarity and happiness and fulfillment in my business and in my life. So yeah, Western Australia is so beautiful too. There is a beach there called Lucky Bay and um, there's kangaroos that come out onto the beach and you can take photos with them and stuff. They're just wild kangaroos. It was it was so cool. And like the water is so beautiful down there. I'm a beach girl. So it was just like different beaches every <laughs> single day. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite places. And what's really cool is that not a lot of people go to Western Australia. So it was um, it wasn't like super crowded or anything like that anywhere that I went. Oh, nice. Did you get a, a selfie with a quokka? I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) One actually jumped in my purse. Yeah, one tried to jump in my purse and come home with me to LA, but I said no. (laughs) Well, what I love about that and even just the way that you said it, like to decompartmentalize life. Like I think I was actually just speaking to someone earlier today about that, about like just sort of like embodying the energy without having to have things sort of in a box and, you know, like to have everything boxed up. Like this has to be this, this has to be that, this has to be this. 
how about it just all is? <laughs> Let's try working with that energy, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's really where the inspiration for the Academy of Breath came from is because I knew that these were these practices that I was kind of keeping to myself and I would give to my clients um, as well, like if I was working with them in a private setting or in my group settings. But I hadn't really ever shared a lot about it. Like I had done it in my yoga classes when I was teaching um, and of course my own personal practice, but I didn't really share every single aspect of it and the lenses in which I like looked at it and why I used it and how it had benefited my business. And at that point, I was just like, you know what, this is something that I'm not going to keep to myself. My spiritual practices are so powerful for me. And I know that they're going to be so powerful for other people, especially in the ways that they've helped me as a business owner. And, you know, as a business coach, um, not sharing this would be a disservice to my clients. And so that's really where the inspiration for the Academy of Breath came is let's deepen your own practice so that you can have these amazing downloads so that you can connect to divine so that your intuition will be on fire, guiding you every single step of the way, providing you with confidence, showing you how to live in your authentic expression and heal you. Because when you do all of that, you heal others and you're able to facilitate this type of transformation for other people as well too. Um, so yeah, I think the idea that we have to compartmentalize ourselves in order to be successful or in order to fit in is a rule of the past. And I am all about ripping up the rule book right now and establishing my own rules. And it feels really good. I love it. I can totally feel that energy. And especially now in this time, like when you're seeing the deconstruction of so many boxes and so many things, there's just like a mass deconstruction happening. And it's just yeah. a matter of like tuning into your own intuition and like letting yourself guide the way is really like the one major tool we all have. Yeah, that's such a good point, you know, and I've never even thought about it that way. But it's like our inner world always reflects our outer world. And so if we see our inner world starting to deconstruct, and then we can also see in the collective everything being deconstructed. It's like, wow, this is a time of massive expansion right now. Totally. So on that note, my dear, where can anyone find you? Where's the best way for people who've loved this episode? I mean, there's been so many incredible. First off, thank you so much for being here because it's been such a joy. I, I love your energy. I love that you're ripping up the rule book. I'm there with you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So my Instagram is at Ava Johanna. Um, my website is Ava Johanna as well too. I also have a podcast called The Alchemized Life. And um, I have all of my programs, my on-demand library, the Academy of Breath is all linked up on my website as well as in my Instagram bio. So those are basically like the two best ways to find me. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And wasn't Ava amazing? She is such an incredible human with so much knowledge. It was really, really a pleasure to have her on here. So definitely go check her out on Instagram, Ava Johanna, and we'll also link her information into the show notes. So if you enjoyed today's episode, I'm going to ask you to pay it forward and send it to two friends who you think would love it as well. So I always say the best books I've gotten, the best podcasts I found, the best movies I've watched have always come when a friend's like, oh my God, you need to listen to this. or Oh my God, you need to read this. You need to watch this. So whoever it is that is popping into your mind right now, that is who you're meant to send it to. It's an intuitive guidance. Copy the link to the episode, go to your text message or go to your Instagram DMs or go to your Facebook messenger, whatever it is, and send it forward. 
Sharing is caring, you guys. And on that note, I am super excited because next week we've got another incredible episode for you. So stay tuned to next Thursday. And until then, keep being you. Be beautiful.